And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 110. In this episode, we will be discussing the short story, The Two Clever Fox, from The Language of Thorns. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the only other lady who I know has an iconic tea set, Lee Bardugo. Moi Saviani casters. Well, hello. Well, hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, let's say hi to some listener cities. Okay. Mm. First, we have <laughs> Everite Brazil. Ooh. Yes. And then we're moving on to Dusseldorf, Germany. <laughs> it's so fun. It is. Do you think we creep people out with our, like, weird little, I don't know, hi? I don't know. Ooh, it's fun. I don't Anyways, know. hi. What's hi. up? How y'all doing? <laughs> well, we are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. Sorry, by the way, for, yeah, we weren't here last week. That's right. No, we were not. No, we had a little skip. And yeah. Sorry. My bad. Tara Bear wasn't feeling good. Mm-mm. Poor thing. And to be honest, I've... Actually, was having um my daddy's not do doing well. He was sick, and I'm just kind of dealing with that. And I'm just gonna be open with it because I think that's you know it's okay. You guys are my friends, but yeah, I'm I'm struggling with that. And that's um my dad is older, and he is eighty three, and it's just um yeah, it's just a it's a hard time. But I'm staying strong, and he's he's good. He. I just want him to be happy and comfortable. He is in a rehab momentarily, and hopefully we will um, get him to a place where he's more comfortable and good. So anyways, just um, I just felt like actually just be, being honest because I didn't yeah. want to be like, yeah, everything's like so fantastic because to be honest, I've been like, yeah, I've been stressed out and there's been a lot on my mind. I've been trying to been doing a lot just because my mom and dad live about 45 minutes away so that doesn't make it easy right um but you know i am and also i think what's hard about it to be honest is trying to like my mom she's healthy and trying to like uh, like help her and keep her like together to be honest is um a whole other job in itself but um, we go each weekend. I can't see him during the week because it's just, it's too hard. I've got work. I've got Caden. And however, I do love going to see him. And it was really cute because one weekend I brought him this fudge that they had, like someone made at my job. And that week he called me specifically and asked like, can you bring me some more of that fudge? Was it that cookies and cream one? It was the Oreo kind. Yes, that was the most delicious thing ever. It was so good. Okay, like, you have no clue how simple that is. Really? Like, no clue. It is... I, maybe I don't want to know. It's it's three <laughs> recipes. It's I mean, three, three ingredients. ingredients. It's mm-hmm. insane. It's I'm just going to tell you. It's white chocolate chips, 
sweetened condensed milk, and Oreos. All righty. And it took like five minutes tops. All right. Yep. I know. I I didn't believe it was going to turn out that good, but it really was so simple. It's delicious. <laughs> well, just for you guys out there, if you want to know, you take the chocolate chips, you take the sweetened condensed milk, put it in a microwavable bowl, put it in the microwave for 30 seconds, and then take it out and stir it and keep doing that until it's comp- like it's obviously like melted. And then you pour in the Oreos and put that into a grease pan into the fridge. That's abs- That's it. Done. Wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, I've never made fudge in my entire life. And that was it. So, hey. Oh. Okay. So, first off, I'm going to say a happy, happy <gasps> early birthday to my best friend ever, who happens to be you. Oh, it's me? It is <laughs> my girl, Terry. And I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but it will be out afterwards. Mm-hmm. However, I was going to, you like, I was going to have some like tricks and like surprises <laughs> up in here, but you all came in and like, I need to kind of change the date around. And I was like, oh, really? Are you sure you don't want to like stay like at this day that we normally record? <laughs> and to be a nice friend, I was like, okay, fine. So I'll just stop my little tricks. But I was going to have this whole place like decked out surprise for you. However, it's okay. Don't worry. I still got this. <laughs> so, I mean, don't worry. The stunt queen is still here. I still got him. I just one stunt down. <laughs> one stunt down. <laughs> but anyways... <laughs> Happy birthday. Thanks. I'm so happy for you. Be- oh, thanks for living another year. <laughs> well, because, you know, we both love giving gifts so much. Yeah. And also, we both are really good at giving gifts. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I love buying gifts for people. I think it's like, it's really easy. I love thinking about it and coming up with different things. And for some people, it's really hard. However, Terry and I. Oh, yeah. We, we just got love- it. We do. And we have to like stop ourselves because like we could literally buy so many things. I know. <laughs> and they're going to all be so good too. Uh-huh. Which I mean, not to just, I don't know. We're tooting our own horn, but <laughs> toot, we are. <laughs> so I am, I'm so excited about your gift, by the way. Ooh. You just wait. However, I have no clue when I'm going to give it to you, but because that was all planned. But well, maybe this weekend. Maybe. maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Still, it's going to be really cool. But you have news because <laughs> last time we spoke, yes. you were very excited about you're going on a trip. Yes. I went to go see my very favorite band two nights in a row. I traveled to Huntsville and then over to Chattanooga uh, to see them two nights in a row. I've never done anything like that before ever. Um, but it was magical. Mm. Uh, they actually headlined, um, in Huntsville. They don't typically headline. They're a very small kind of opening band. Um, but so I'm standing at the very, very front center. I get right up on stage. Like I can put my elbows on the stage and. Oh, I was stalking you by the way. Uh, I could feel it. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) I, I. There was one point I remember it was 
the first day that like you had left and like I can't remember where were you? You were at some I don't know. It looked like you were were you hanging out in the hotel or some kind of like it was some kind of I don't know. I can't remember what it is. Now it makes no sense. But I was look I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> I wonder what she I know that's not where the performance is. But um, I don't know where it was the day of you had gotten there because you I know left at like the butt crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. So you were there like way early. Yes. Well, where did you stay? Like, where'd you sleep? <laughs> in a <off>. hotel. <laughs> I, okay. So like what kind of. <laughs> it was at a double tree. Okay. Maybe I that's... don't know. I don't know what I would have posted during the day, but. Anyway. But yes. Well, I was watching you. We, I, was... I got there. I got to the venue very early because I'm used to Nashville. Like, where you have to be there, like, seven hours early. So we actually got there two hours early, and we're, like, front of the line. And everybody's kind of looking at us like, who are these idiots? And I'm like, you just don't even know, okay? We're from Nashville. So it was uh, <laughs> it was one of those concerts where it's, like, general admission, where, like, I mean, oh, first come, first... Only sh- those are the only shows I go to. <laughs> okay, so there's no, like, seats like T-Pack or anything. Like, no. Okay. No, that's not how we do small rock bands. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is like the especially the one Thursday that Thursday night. Um, it was very small, like sports bar. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> like the place, like maybe held a hundred people total, <laughs> like capacity, and there weren't that many people there. That's uh, awesome. Though. I know. I was so close, so excited. <sighs> um, so I'm standing front and center, and the band is actually off playing pool. <laughs> Really? And like staring at me because I'm like, I've got my butt on the stage and I'm not moving. Like, this is my spot. Like, someone's going to have to cut me and I will cut you back because I'm staying where I am. Um, But as they came through, because they had to finally go backstage, they like kind of gave me a thumbs up. And then... What's his name? What's the lead singer's name? Jack. Jack. Okay. So when Jack comes out, he gets to the mic. He looks me dead in the eye, gets this huge grin on his face, and starts singing. And I was so excited because I was like, this is going to be the greatest <laughs> show ever. Um, and my brother that was with me, like, patted me on the shoulder. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh. um, and so every once in a while, because the guitar player is also named Jack. So Jack and Jack. Um, that's. Cause I was, I was a little more on that side and the bass player is always all over the place. But anyway, so like the three of us are having a thing, we're singing together and we're, we're having a good time. And, um, the last song, they go hard. They play like their hardest song. Jack jumps off the stage and like motions for me to come here. I get like three inches from his face into the mic and we start scream singing the Aww. song together Oh, it was a very special moment for me. That makes me so happy. I was so happy. And then he gets back up on stage and he kind of like grabs the set list and like throws it right in my face. <gasps> so I have the set list. Oh, I know. I know. My God. And then um, I go over to talk to them afterwards. And uh, Jack was like, holy crap other words i can't say Mm -hmm. you gave me so much energy like i i loved it and so the band gave me uh a record and they all signed it um (laughs) like a vinyl yeah oh that is amazing 
I know. And so the next night they were playing a much bigger space because they were opening for a much bigger band. And um, they come. Did you let them know you were going to the next one? Okay. Yes. I was like, I will see you tomorrow night. And they're like, sweet. Um, So I couldn't get up front because people literally are there all day long waiting to see the other this other big band. Okay. And so I'm still I'm in the middle. I'm maybe four people back. But I feel like I'm so far away because it's also one of those where the stage has a lot of space between. Yeah. And it's up higher. So I felt like I was so far away. Well, in the first one, you were like right there. I mean, the stage was like the stage is literally like kind of at my waist. So like we're literally like right there. Um, So they start like they come in and they start tuning. And there's this group of girls kind of off to the left-hand side and they are screaming for Jack. They're like screaming and screaming and screaming. And like, he's just kind of smiling. And I just put my hand up and kind of waved like gently, like, hello. And the guitar player, Jack, like got on his tippy toes and pointed right at me. And the, all the little girlies on the left-hand side, like flipped around so fast and looked at me like, who are you and this one girl kept looking at me and i'm mm-hmm. like hello <laughs> I, that's right yes that's how we do it yeah i mean that's what like i have followed this band <laughs> for like 10 years and you are just here for the first time so don't come at me <laughs> these right. are my boys like they're like my little brothers i always ask them if they've eaten enough snacks of course like, you do. <laughs> of course you do. They're like my little brother. Aww. So, uh, yeah, like they're my boys. That Okay, that's amazing. I'm so glad you had that experience. I would, yes, so much fun. It's like, you know, because like music is yes. such a massive part of my life. Um, and <sighs> when I find these bands that like speak to me, I dig in. Um, but they're getting a little bigger and it's a little, it's harder. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to get more difficult from here on out because, um, I think he's, I think they have finally found their groove Yeah, and they had the entire place wow. just like on their side during this last tour. So they're going to get too big for, for little old me, Well, but, but still but you saw fun. them then yes. and like, and that's incredible. Like, I mean, music is like. It's a huge part of my life, too. It's a huge part of your life. I just, however, have not gone to a concert in a very long time. Like, COVID? No, I haven't. And uh, I love... I never stopped. <laughs> I know you didn't. Like, you never, ever stopped. I can't. It's my therapy. I get such, like, euphoria from it. Yeah. And it's, like, there's... I have. I actually have depression afterwards like i take such like a a hard dive afterwards but like while it's happening it is like it is the literal perfect drug as it's happening for me i used to go all the time and i remember like the one thing that i can relate to your experience is like when i finally got to see silver chair which was my favorite band for a very long time like high school like like and they were australian and they were alternative and like they were amazing and like i just love them but they weren't big here 
Um, but they were in all the all like alternative magazines. Like they had all these pictures, and mm-hmm. like it was really funny because like my closet was dedicated to Daniel Jones. <laughs> like all these pictures of a man. Yet my parents had no clue I was gay because I had him all over. Um, oh my god, he had long like shoulder length blonde mm-hmm. hair. Oh, I love Daniel Jones. <laughs> he was very nineties. Okay, like I I loved him and like his songs and like I I followed him forever. And when I moved to Minneapolis, I got so their last album, which no one knew they were about to break up, but their last album was incredible. It's called Young Modern and I was so excited to get it. And they actually were coming to Minneapolis and like I'd never seen them before in concert because like Nashville was just too small for them. I know it sounds weird, but too Back small in the day, for, it was. <laughs> for an alternative band like that, yeah. like coming from Australia. Anyways, I went to a place like it, I believe it was like, I think it was called First Avenue was the venue. And it sounds exactly like the place that you went to because I was expecting like this huge place. Like I wasn't going to be close to them all, at all, but I literally was so close to Daniel Johns and like <laughs> I, it was the most amazing experience of my life. I still have that ticket. I remember it. And like, it's such a, I love those moments. Mm-hmm. I love it when you connect with music so much and then you get to be in it. And yes. especially when the artist too is okay with that. Have mm-hmm. you ever, have you ever had an artist ever like not be okay with you singing? I know that's very weird, but have you ever had, like, just an artist that was like, mm, I really am, like, performing here. And, like, because I have. And it really threw me off. But I don't want to no, say. No, I haven't. Okay. I don't know if I should say who it is. <laughs> Maybe um, you shouldn't. But. <laughs> you can tell me off air. Yeah. I did love them. Um, I still do. However, when <laughs> that happened, it really, like, shook yeah. me. Because it was, like. And their reasoning, like, they said, like, what their reasoning was on stage was, like, this is, like, I know you enjoy this, but, like, this is so deep, and this is, like, my song, and it's just, like, okay, but you put out an album, and we've connected to it. We're your audience, so, I mean, like, I understand you're connected to your song. Yeah, you wrote it, but aren't you an artist because you're excited that we connected to it? Anyways, it was so weird. Um, anyways, I was just wondering if that ever happened to you. No. Well, I have heard the the band that we're talking about seeing. Um, mm-hmm. I have heard rumors of them stopping the show because not enough people were paying attention. I've Ooh, heard yeah. rumors of that. So I awesome. don't know. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, I am mean, perfectly I, fine with that. I cannot stand it when... When we went to Tori Amos together mm-hmm. and like, like stop talking, <laughs> stop talking and why and stop looking and recording the uh-huh. concert through your phone. I'm sorry. That drives me nuts. I, I am. I do it a little bit. Okay. I understand a little bit, <laughs> but, but not the whole time when you're watching the entire right. concert yeah. through your phone. One, it doesn't look anywhere as clear and great as actually no. looking at it in person. No. And I just, I don't get it. 
I uh, always like record my favorite song. Okay. But I always have my phone down lower and I'm not looking through my phone. I'm still like yeah. vibing. I just hold my phone up like this. I'm not like the one that's like, you know, like right in my Oh my gosh. In my face. There's so many people that do that. And I think yeah. it's so weird how um the lighter has been replaced by the phone now. The yeah, the flashlight. Yeah. Very yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's <laughs> I'm sorry. But a flashlight on your on your camera does not come anywhere close to when someone is singing a song and you actually put up a lighter because yeah. anyways, but I did, I have found like, I was really scared for a while. I thought I lost all my ticket stubs. Oh gosh. And I just found them not that long ago. And it made me so happy because I was like, that was heartbreaking for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I have every single Tori Amos one every single one and i and that means so much to me just because i just love it like i I, you know just such good memories for different concerts and seeing different people and uh music is such a that's what it is i just realized the reason i don't go to as many concerts is i haven't connected to a lot of music recently it's harder for me to find music to connect to Chris and I have found some bands together that we've enjoyed um, that, but it's just, it's harder for me to find that connection, to be honest, these days. Uh, I do. I do agree with that. I go, I go on deep dives a lot where I find new music because I'm not big on like what is out there now. So I go on these deep dives um, and there's great music out there right now, right. but it's indie. It's very exactly. like, it's very indie. Um, there's a, there's a rumbling underneath of like the grungy rock stuff going on, but it is like hidden. Uh, Cause all the stuff that's going on now on the radio, like on our rock radio here oh in God. Nashville is very pop. Um, and I need, I need noise. Like I need the, the grumbling noise and yeah. my music, um, so a lot of that is actually going on now, but it's, it's, it's hidden. So you have to find those huh. like indie artists that are doing it now. You just, there's a lot of work involved. Yes. Like you have to really look mm-hmm. and it's just, and that's what just sucks. I think for me, just like, I just enjoyed, I don't know. Do you remember light, um, not lightning 100, but, um, thunder. It was, um, it was an alternative awesome radio station and it was thunder 94 i don't think so you would remember them i know you would have because you would have totally listened to it but it was i remember it pretty much went away like my freshman year and it was like so you and me Hmm. like our alternative music but it just like went away and um anyways huh well i mean there is a chance that i knew about it and i forgot because yeah. <laughs> it's happening a lot it true <laughs> absolutely yeah so well well cool well your birthday is tomorrow and i'm excited that you got to go on this trip and and i've got <laughs> i've got more coming up i'm seeing them again on the 28th and the 30th so i'm doing it all over again that's Awesome. I am excited because after the 30th, they're going to Europe and 
that's it for the rest of the year. So wow. But they're actually going on a Europe tour, so that's big. Yeah. But I understand how you, that you're sad that they're going to get bigger. It's going to be harder to see them. Yeah, they'll be less accessible. I wish Tori was coming to us this time, and I'm yeah, I'm really shocked yeah, what's up by with that. that. I don't know. I'm really shocked by it because I. I just don't get it. Like, she's always come to Nashville. But you say that she hasn't always come to Nashville. And no. I did move away to Minneapolis. So, like, I mean, I didn't always. Like, I think the closest she's going to be was, like, Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it was on, like, a weeknight. I've already loved. Like, I mean, I actually, like, was trying to figure out a way that we could go. <laughs> and, like, it, there was, like, Atlanta. Then there was, like, Columbia, I think. Like, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. And that was the, that's it. That's that, like, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm I'm not a big fan of Columbus, Ohio. I well, get, it's a far drive from here. Yeah. um, It's just weird. I just, I, I always feel like she loves Nashville. And just because the Ryman is incredible. Yeah. That is an amazing place to perform at. Yeah, and I'm not sure why she. Who knows? Maybe it has to do with, I don't know. Maybe it's political. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who Anyways, knows? we'll see you next time, girl. Hopefully. Yeah, we do love you. We always will. Um, Come back to us. I know. <laughs> her and her album really is like, I love that her newest album, mm-hmm. which is so funny, Ocean to Ocean, and I thought like. I told you that I already talked about it on the podcast how I thought I was listening to it like a week or two early and <laughs> it had already been out a month. And I had like oh. Chris do all this like ordering like special like it was like I heard it on Amazon or something like listen to Ocean to Ocean like right now if you do this and I like flipped out and made Chris do whatever it was. It probably cost like fifty five dollars <laughs> oh, no. for Chris to order this and then it's just it's out. I could have gotten it on my iPhone, my app. Yeah, totally out. Whoops. Yep. I know. <laughs> yeah. Chris really loved that one. Whoops. Oopsie. But um, anyways, um, so I'm trying to think. Um, I know I'm excited for us to get going, but um, I do want to add, like, I... You probably don't have any time to, like, read anything else. Like, you've got so much stuff with school and things going on, don't you? Well, there's school, and then there's stuff we're having to read for here. <laughs> for this podcast? <laughs> for this podcast. Oh. You know, some... That stuff. Yeah. Some some other books that are going to mm-hmm. come up. Um, And then I have the Outlander book. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Okay. And I don't have a lot of time where I'm sitting around and reading, so I'm not getting through things very quickly. Well, I I just thought it would be important that for us to every once in a while just, like, check in and say what we're reading. Because, of course, like, I mean, we're not continuously just reading over and over again Grishaverse. There's other things out there. And I think it's important for us to be able... Because we've had other authors on that have written amazing books, too. So... I just wanted to introduce a book that actually I have fallen in love with real quickly and already showed it to Terry like multiple times. It <laughs> did come in my fairy loot. Yes, I finally became a fairy loot subscriber. Um, for those of you that have been listening from the beginning, I don't know how long it was that I wasn't, 
but I was angry because I wanted to be a fairy loot subscriber. Well, finally I am. Aren't you guys all so happy and at peace? Anyways, this book is very much surprised me. It's called The Daughter of the Moon Goddess, and it's by Sue Lin Tan. One, it is the most beautiful book. I, like, I mean, I've never seen the artwork on the edge like that. If you actually are watching on YouTube, you can see that the edge of the book actually has like, it's not just a stenciled, just like, I don't know, logo or anything. It actually has like a picture of like a lotus and a bird and stuff. It's just, it's gorgeous. But anyways, I started this and really wasn't expecting much from it, to be honest. And I have been like absolutely like taken away by it. Which I, I'm just saying, like, it takes a lot for me to, like, really, like, get that swept away. Yeah. This is, um, I don't know. So, anyways, if anybody out there has tried it and likes it, please let me know. Because, of course, I'm out here all by myself just reading it. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. And you're reading Outlander. So, how is that going? It's I going really well. It's uh, Go Tell the Beast That I Am Gone. It's book nine in the series. Yeah. Um, the book is massive and the text is teeny tiny. Um, so it doesn't look like you get very far because <laughs> it takes forever to like get right. through one page. Um, just like all the rest of her books, it's heavy. It's um, very well written. It's very visual. Uh, it's yeah, I I really enjoy it. Well, good. Yeah. Well, that's the important thing. Especially because this season of Outlander got good. So it's actually one of the best seasons because it follows the book so well. So that's very exciting. That is. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm glad that Outlander got (laughs) good again. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Really? It veered off. Well. And now we're back. Exactly. So let's get into the Grishaverse. Because we got some <laughs> stuff to talk about. And I think it's like, okay, so this story, um, okay, The Too Clever Fox. Um, I, I'm just going to say, let's see, what did it remind me of? Bambi. <laughs> um, just because of all the talking animals. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I did... So let me ask you this. Did you actually read the actual book or did you read it on a screen or something like that? Uh, audiobook. Audiobook. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. That's fine. I just, don't <laughs> worry. I got stuff to tell y'all because <laughs> the art in this one. We read it before though because it was at the back of one of the books. So this time reading it, I was very surprised. The art actually i didn't know it like one i knew the art goes along with it however this one is very kind of cool and i'll talk about when we get to it but um okay so the two clever fox we've heard the story Mm -hmm. um it's um brought up to alina right uh so it is in siege and storm okay when nikolai is introduced yes so the first time alina ever sees him she thinks quote he reminds me of the two clever fox, another of Anya Kuya's stories 
smart enough to get out of the first two traps, but too foolish to realize he won't escape a third, end quote. Wow. Yeah. So, and this is the story of that. Yes. And it's actually, I I really liked it. I thought it was a really decent story. I, um, I want to ask you this. Were you surprised? Um. No. No, I don't know. It's okay. You're never surprised. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I never know how to answer that. Well, I mean, like when it got to, as I, oh, I always say, the climax. <laughs> did you expect that to happen? Um, I was starting to to pick up on it as we okay. went. Interesting. Um, yeah, because. I can't. There was a there was a pivotal point where I was like, "Wait a minute." Okay. Well, when we get there, you're going to have to tell me. I mean, we're not going to go all the way through it, but I mean, I'm interested to know because I am always just so clueless. <laughs> like, Lord, um, I really am. And real quickly, I producer Christopher Lover, do you um did I send you the picture of the end of this story? I didn't. Are you sure? Did you check your email? Okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought I sent a picture. I'll um see if I can work on that. But um anyways, okay, so this story it's 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 very different um from Ayama. Um And the reason I say this reminds me of Bambi is just because it's got a lot of different animals talking to one another. Um, But it definitely has, you know, Lee's, like, darkish themes to it. I mean, we open up with a mama fox giving birth to her babies, and she's like, I'm hungry, so I'm just going to eat some of these. Yeah. So, interesting way to open. Just saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, it happens. Does it? Yes, it does, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't aware. It does. Okay. You go through all the all the troubles of labor, and then you're just like, hey, you know yeah. what? I'm just ask, hungry. Ask anybody that's had a pet hamster give birth or a pet rat that's given birth. Yeah, it hmm. happens. Okay. Well... However, it's the runt of the litter that actually, like, speaks up and says, don't eat me. And the mother's like, well, why? Because I'm hungry. And this little fox is like, well, since I'm so ugly, you can walk around town being so pretty and everybody's just going to compare me to you. And being, like, compare me as in, like, ugh, your child is so ugly. You're so beautiful. And the mother's like, okay, interesting, you know? I mean. Yeah, I mean, basically, he keeps, like, escaping traps. Yes, he does. So. From the beginning. Yes. And it's um, it's interesting to kind of think of him like Nikolai. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to go on a. You're fine. I, tip, I always go on these things. I read that um, Lee, at the start of uh, Nikolai's story in Siege and Storm, 
that she knew his entire story at that point and that Too Clever Fox and Nikolai's story kind of run simultaneously. Like, they escape all these traps. Yeah. Um, so reading Too Clever Fox and thinking of Nikolai, it kind of does, like, match up. Like, the 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 words, like, being able to get out of things by using your your clever words. Absolutely. Your wittiness. Yeah. Uh, That's very Nikolai. It it very much is. However, I do have some trivia for you on this trivia. one. Which I think is very interesting. When Lee was writing this, she did it. She, um, she thought that she, like, she didn't expect Nikolai to survive. She was, um, like, early on, she um, expected Nikolai to die. And she fell in love with the character so much that she didn't. Isn't that interesting? Yes, that's what I had read. That the moment oh, the moment she decided not to kill him off, she had his entire life like mapped uh, out. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um just because I'm not a writer. Um I've never like I I mean I not of stories. I just think that's so interesting to like, you know, create something and also to think about this character himself, like Nikolai is such a pivotal part of the Grishaverse. I think, like, we all love Nikolai so much. And just to think, I don't think the Grishaverse would be the same without him. No. Yeah. No. Um, It's crazy. We couldn't have gotten to <laughs> the end of the series <laughs> without him. And he's also, like, he's the he's comic relief, too. Um, he's, he's the parts that make things like light and fun. And that's what I also see in the two clever Fox as well, because like Cujo is that, is that his name? Cujo? Like, that's how I heard it. And yeah. Yeah. Isn't Cujo by chance? Like also like, uh, it's Stephen King. That's what I thought. I've never read that, but it don't ever like, okay, well, Oh, I guess maybe Don't. now, but like when I was younger, I stayed at <laughs> sidebar. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was super into Stephen King when I was like nine. Well, of course, um, because you read Anne Rice <laughs> and all that. That doesn't surprise any of us. And I saw that Cujo, the movie, was coming on at like 1 a.m. on this like weird channel. And my mom was like, I'm not doing that. I, it's going to scare the bejesus out of me. I, you're on your own. So I'm by myself as a little girl watching Cujo. Wow. And it scared me so bad. Like, I've, well, I saw all kinds of other movies at that point. Like, I saw all kinds of scary movies. But Cujo scared me so much. I've never it was seen terrifying. that. terrifying. How old were you? I don't even. I don't remember. See, I had to have been ten or more okay. because we were in the new house. But um, it, I was frightened. Okay, I was hiding. Oh, <laughs> but I could. I didn't change a channel. I was so like paralyzed with yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> the movie for me was Jaws. That really. <laughs> terrified Aww. me when i watched that um i was 
horrified. Oh my god. I am. Um, I still to this really? day to this to be honest, like I mean Did you ever go to like Universal Studios for like Jaws the Ride and no, when it like pops out at you? Okay, so one, <laughs> I've never been to I've I've always wanted to go to Disneyland. Um actually no Disney World because okay. I want to go to the one in California because that's where That's Disneyland. Okay, yeah, so I want to go there because that's where Sleeping Beauty's castle is, mm-hmm. Aurora's castle mm-hmm. is. Um, the one in Florida has Cinderella's castle. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, Cinderella don't got a castle. I mean, she might. She inherited because yeah. she got with the she, prince. But like, uh-uh, no. So I really want to see Aurora's <laughs> castle. However. It's pretty and pink. Aurora's castle? Uh-huh. Oh. So yeah. you, I, I want to. And on the inside, like when you walk in, they have these storybooks. That are like all opened up with like the old like scrolly letters and everything and like the thing that they open up in the uh-huh. very beginning. I would crap my pants. Yeah, you know, you know what Chris would hate is if I saw <laughs> that on Etsy. It could be like three hundred dollars, four hundred. It's probably like six hundred. Don't do it. I know, and I'd have to have nope. it. Nope, don't do Love it. Love Sleeping Beauty. Which, by the way, I know you're busy, but don't forget that present I gave you of that, like, Sleeping Beauty one. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. Oh, yeah. Um, Just because. I started it. Did you? Yeah. It's a really easy read. Uh-huh. I had gosh, so many freaking sidebars. I didn't know where it was going. Oh, I know. It's like, so I weird. I thought it was like an essay on Sleeping Beauty when I started reading it. Sounds it sounds like it. Yes. I know. And then, like, things happen, and I was like, whoa. It's very interesting um, <laughs> because it sounds like that. It's like, okay, I'm, like, getting, like, at first I was interested, but but then I was like, am I reading yeah. the history of Sleeping Beauty right I now? I literally thought it was going to be, like, an essay as to, like, why Sleeping Beauty is damaging mm-hmm. to girls. Yeah. And then uh, that's not what it was, but nope. it literally sounds like it. Like, it's, yes. Yeah, so, that's how it starts. Yeah. Where are you? Like, do you remember? Like, I mean, has like a Sleeping Beauty fallen asleep yet? No. Okay, so you've got. So I think you're gonna be amazed just because it is really cool with how much like it combines the stuff that you and I love plus the actual history of it. Okay, like just all that. It's just so neat. It it's <laughs> and it's such an easy read. It's so small. Yeah. Um. I just was amazed by it. But okay, so back <laughs> on to the two clever fox. Um, okay, so he he's escaping all these traps. He escaped his mom's jaws by talking. He um, escapes like the this flea situation. No, yeah. He, well, he's got the hounds. He is. He escape. Yes, he escapes by. Yeah, anyway. There's a lot. Yeah. He's lit and he gets beaten up in the process. So he, because he's getting all like flea bitten and his fur is all oh, the like. the flea one is weird. Because yes. it's the bear. That, yes. So. He's like, come to me. The bear's about, yeah, it's the. If you will bite them, if you will bite the bear. Yes. All at once to like Stop. really hurt him. Then I will let you live on me <laughs> for a year. Exactly. <laughs> and like, which is funny. Because, like, I love that he's talking to fleas uh-huh. that all, like, migrate to, like, one part of the bear uh-huh. and bite. Uh-huh. And it works. Yeah. And then just jump on over to him. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't expect him to actually do. I thought he would have some clever way of getting rid of him. Right, but that's very Nikolai, right? Mm-hmm. He promises to like suffer through what you promised. Um, but yeah, that ends up costing him all kinds of like everything because he's not bathing, he's not scratching, he's not whatever, and he's just this like gross, yeah. disgusting. He's yeah he, and it mentions like how he doesn't he doesn't have to worry about a lot of. People, people, other animals because he smells so bad. Uh-huh. So he's like t- actually taking good care of them because, I mean, he's not bathing. He's like actually just yeah. being like, I don't want to hurt you. And is it's making his fur all patchy, which kind of helps him when he comes across uh, this like poacher. Um, mm-hmm. This like f- this guy, apparently, that's shooting all these animals and uh, and skinning them alive. Don't forget how he gets rid of the fleas, though. I'm sorry. I just thought it was funny because he sneaks into a little house and he's like, you guys go jump into this mattress and enjoy eating these people alive. Yeah. And they're like, bye. Yeah. He like I just pawns them off on people. <laughs> that just cracked me up. And they're all like, bye. See you later. I know. Like, like, little, excuse me. Thanks for letting us eat you for a year. You were great. <laughs> See, like, I can't imagine that there would be much left of him after a year. <laughs> Fleas eating him? Because they reproduce so fast that there would be like gazillions of them. He's and in rough he shape. he would just like die. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was already in rough shape. I mean, he's just... He's... <laughs> but whatever, we're in fairyland, so... We're in, yeah, fairy wood. We're and, just going to assume that the same fleas magically lived a whole year, which they don't, but... It didn't actually kill him. Yeah. Like, I mean, so... But yes. So, then survives. there's, like, like animals go missing. Well, Goose, stop. You got to... Okay, so the bear. The bear. The bear I didn't that, know we like, were doing, like, a... Well, I know, <laughs> but the reason I'm bringing this up is because of the picture. So, I, uh, the bear gotcha. has got a name... His name's Ivan Gustav or something. And he he's the bear that almost like that almost kills him and then he then gets the fleas to bite him so he can uh-huh. run away. Okay, so anyways, after he like lets the fleas go to their new motel and their new digs up in somebody's mattress, he becomes friends with this bear. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cute because like I mean, they literally are just like friends. I want you to I want Terry to look like all of a sudden there's this picture like of this bear. Yeah. Up uh, you don't have it. So no, not what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you do not, honey. Are we arguing I love you. with a silent person? <laughs> yeah, please um do not show what I'm about because that will ruin the story. So do not show that last picture. Okay, so um all of a sudden the left hand corner of the book shows a picture of a bear. Okay. Anyways. So we we then start to learn about like this hunter, like these as you said, these animals start missing, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like it's this really weird story. Like um, he's a big, huge, strong guy who's like super famous for going to from town to town mm-hmm. and just like decimating the animals, like yeah. like getting rid of every animal in the forest, and like quietly without like yeah no but no other animal like knowing mm-hmm. whatsoever and um anyway so all these like little animals are missing so like the animals like news report is just like devastation you know and so all the little animals start having this meeting like they all just start meeting and I they're do. like what's going on guys yeah we're all, <laughs> we're all of our friends what are we gonna do 
Everybody's gone. But the hunter lives in like a little house cottage thingy with his sister. Mm-hmm. And she is like meek and quiet. And she just sits in the house all day long and just like sewing garments with the pelts that the hunter brings back. Yes. To sell. Like she's like tending to these pelts. She's making this like insane cloak out of all of their friends. Yeah. <laughs> which is like kind of sad because like he, the clever fox, all of a sudden Cujo is like, well, I want to figure out what's, go- what's going on. And like <laughs> the bird helps him figure out what house it is. And he goes and he looks in and he sees that this girl is just warming her feet on her old, mm-hmm. his old friend, Ivan Gustav. He's just a big old rug now. Did you hear the audio version of this? Yes. She can't even say his name without an accent. Like, even when she's not doing his voice, every single time she comes to Gustav, she's like, Gustav. Gustav. Like, every single time. But anyway, so... I, she's really good, but... But it, that cracked me up. Like, she's not even doing his voice. Ivan and she has Gustav. to say it with... Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, uh, Cujo yeah. starts talking to so, the sister. So, yeah, her name's Sophia. I guess he, like, sees her, like, wandering around outside. Going to town or something. Yeah. And- no, visiting some old lady. She's bringing her, like, food. So yeah. So, she's got, like, cheese and stuff, like, in her basket. And a sled. On a, yeah, yeah. like, on a little pull behind thing. And. Something happens where all of a sudden she stops and she starts crying. And the fox is like, and the fox, by the way, also is like, this is the key. Sophia is yeah. the key to getting rid of this this hunter. Which, by the way, um, I don't know which animal it is, but some of them are like, it literally is like, we're packing up. We're leaving. Yeah. Like, I mean, we got like a duplex over on the other side of like... Azalta, I don't know. I just thought it was really cute. They're like, mm-hmm. this little family's packing Let up. We're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes and he starts talking to her. He's like, why are you crying? And she's like, I don't even know what she says. Like, she's just like. Whatever. It's, he's, he's just, he's trying to befriend her basically because he thinks that it will like help the situation. Yes. And they do that. He They do that like two or three times. And. What starts to happen, like, what kind of started to get to me was her, like, eating the food mm-hmm. that was meant for somebody else. Like, you start kind of seeing these, like, holes in her character. Oh, so that's what your That's what started. I'm like, so she's not this, like, sweet, meek person because she she even says something to the fact of, like, they won't even miss it. Um yeah. So it speaks to her character. Um, and then she's like carrying all these furs on her sled. Well, you don't know what's under there. Like, that's the thing. Like, right. There's something so, heavy. Yes. So it's secretive. Um, but like, so it's just, that's what starts like, okay. for me, I was like, it's more, something is no. more than, than we're seeing. Right. And he's completely distracted because yes. he thinks that it's, he thinks that her brother has uh-huh. some kind of charm. So and he's that like, he wouldn't be wanted because he's so ugly. 
Yeah. So he has that confidence of like, you don't even want this because it's all yeah, he like patchy and weird. He, and he thinks that he's so oh, smart. <laughs> oh my God. That actually, I've got to find that part. That part cracked me up. Um, hold on. When he introduces himself, Sophia's the answer. Okay, yeah, hold on. When he first meets her, he, <coughs> are you okay? Am I that funny? Oh, no, she might have just been. Oh, goodness. Uh, sorry, girl. Get it up. There's a tissue right there, baby. Okay. Terry's okay. Don't worry. She's a little, she's alive. I'm not going to let her die. Promise. My best friend. But the show must go on. So she's just got to, like, get it up. There's some tissues behind you. See, it's perfect time for me to read. So, um, anyways, this part is really funny, and I'll tell you why, because it makes me laugh. So, um... (laughs) And now she can't stop laughing. So she does. And, oh, girl. Well, you're back. You're good. Hello. Hi. Okay, so... You shouldn't try to inhale tea. No. You should try to sip it. Sip it slowly. <laughs> okay, so she says, you should leave this place, Fox. She said, you are not safe here. I haven't been safe since I slipped yelling from my mother's body. She shook her head. You don't understand, my brother. What would he want with me? I'm too scrawny to eat and too ugly to wear. Sophia smiled slightly. Your coat is a bit patchy, but you're not so bad as all that. No, said the fox. So shall I travel to Azalta to have my portrait painted? What does a fox know of the capital? I visited once, said Koja, for he sensed she might enjoy a story. It w- I was the queen's personal guest. She tied a blue ribbon around my neck, and I slept un- upon a velvet cushion every night. The girl laughed, her tears forgotten. Did you now? I was quite the fashion. All the couriers dyed their hair red and cut holes in their clothes, hoping to emulate my patchy coat. Okay, so end quote. Because what do I think of right then? Mean girls. I think of the moment that, um, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness, where'd Reggie? you get that bracelet? Yes. Um, oh my God. Our favorite, you know, Regina George gets like someone goes and cuts holes in like her yes. shirt. And then all of a sudden and you then see everybody. everybody in the high school is wearing shirts with holes in their nipples. Which is not fashionable at all. No. However, that made me... I just wanted to let you know. But um, it also reminds me of Nikolai, too. Because, like, that response is totally Nikolai. The whole, like, oh, yeah, totally. Yes. I was there, and I did this. And it was, yeah, it's very Nikolai. Um, It is. So... So, anyway, he's, like, befriending her. And they do this a few times. But... Yeah, we'll get to the end. You just just end it. Just end it. Well, because I actually was completely, like, distraught. I was like... Were you? What? Yeah, because, like, I thought they were getting so cute. Um, Oh, no. Because she goes and, like, he has her go steal the little pouch that supposedly is making him magical. And she goes and gets it. And she brings it back. And they look. And it's, like, bones and something. And then, like... She gives him wine. Mm, number one mistake. Yep. Yes. Alcohol is not your friend. Nope. And he starts dozing off, falling asleep mm-hmm. very comfortably. So here's what I wanted to show you. 
this is what's really interesting in this book. Look at that. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. It slowly. In your mic. <laughs> it slowly starts. If you keep changing each page, look. Because what's it changing into? That dang wolf head. The wolf head. Okay, producer, you can now show us that last picture. So for those of you YouTube listeners, or watcher, YouTube watchers. Whatever. Um, we're showing the very last picture um, and this coat that supposedly the hunter is making of all the animals he's killed. Uh-huh. The main thing is that it's got a wolf head and also it's got like tails of these. But I thought that was a really neat thing that throughout the story. It changes. Yeah, because it started out with the bear and then whoever the, the artist, I we should know her name. I thought that was very creative. Very slowly, every page starts changing just a little bit, just so lightly that all of a sudden, I started realizing it, though, after yeah. a while. And I'm like, something's changing with But that. we're looking at this last picture before we've even, like, I know said the thing. Because if you're looking at the picture, you can clearly see mm-hmm. that it is not a man wearing oh, <laughs> this no, no. outfit. No. So... He she he basically like is drunk and she he traps him. Yeah, he wakes up to her knife. Yeah, in his like belly, like starting to skin, <laughs> skin him, him. <laughs> alive. And like I was, I thought that was horrible. I thought he was gonna die. I really did. I was like, oh my god, he's not gonna make it. Mm-hmm. And she just. And her answer is, like, you guys are all the same. All animals just want some company or whatever. Um, And every time I get... So every time he's gotten in trouble, he's never never howled. However, this time he does. Mm -hmm. And that's what saves him because he's got a good friend, the blue jay or the blue bird or some kind of bird. (laughs) Starts squawking and she comes down and... Makes Sophia blind, pokes her eyes out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yep. And then Sophia wanders through the woods for two days, mm-hmm. trying to find her home. And yeah, it ends up that like, I mean, you know what? The two clever fox and a bird get it on. Um. All right. Well, they're they're family. <laughs> so. <laughs> but- <laughs> I would have never imagined that match. It says his fur would never quite sit right again, which is funny. Yeah. um, Because, like, his fur, like, half came off when she was skinning him. It was. So. And this picture is just, like, I mean, she is, like, that's, like, that's a long cape robe. I mean, she's got, like, I mean, she's not even skinned. Those are just animals, I mean, like, that she's standing on. I mean, it's sad, really. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, "Oh, poor Bambi." <laughs> poor Bambi. <laughs> However, that was the Witch of Duva. Uh, not no, the witch. it was that not. That was next week. <laughs> this is the two plus two clever fox. Two clever fox. We are professionals here. We sure are. So, um, yeah, it was. I was surprised by it. You weren't, no. but that's okay. Okay, so let's um. Get a little dive into here real quickly. Let's see. So, yeah, gave me some Mean Girls. I really thought about that. Um, 
I thought about Beauty and the Beast once just because when she starts describing Jurek was a late riser and he ate six eggs for breakfast. It reminded me of that, like, Gustav, whatever his name is. I oh. eat, no, 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 eggs. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that beautiful? Yes, uh-huh. very. Okay. Gaston. Uh, yeah, Gaston. So, what's the moral lesson? Uh... Be a clever fox. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think about what a good moral lesson is. I don't know. Um, don't think too highly of yourself that you will never yes. not get in trouble. Like, don't have such a big ego that... Yeah, exactly. That you think that you're immortal. Because he was clever. Yeah. He, he really was. And but he, he knew it. Yeah. And he, he was using it to his advantage. Towards the end, his ego got in the way, mm-hmm. and um, it was that one trap that caught him. Yep. Um, don't take wine from weird ladies. Yeah. Just that's not a good idea. No, don't no, do it. Definitely not. Mm-mm. So um, our characters, our villain ends up actually being the sisters, Sophia. Yep. So that's a change. Mm-hmm. And any magic in here? I mean, supposedly she has to be. She does? Yes, because oh, they, yeah. they talk about how it's silent. Oh, but see. And nobody knows. And so, like, she's luring these animals in. Like, she's probably, like, some sort of, like, heart render where oh. she can. See, I thought that what it was is since everybody was thinking it was him and paying attention to him, that that made it where she was, like, because she wasn't, like, she describes how, like, everybody just wanted to talk. Like, I mean, she goes and, like, the hogs, like, just wanted to hear about a dream. So she sits down and talks to them about a dream or something. And then this animal does that. So she doesn't, that's what I thought, that she just kind of, like, she tricks them by, like, giving them everything. Like they Being loneliness. their bestie. Yeah, because everybody's lonely. That could happen, too. Yeah, I see yeah. both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, obstacles or tasks <laughs> that our characters are facing. I mean, the whole thing is, it's, if, it's trap after trap after trap. If yeah. you're a, if you're an animal in the woods, stay alive. I mean, that's just that's it. Um, happily ever after. Yes, we do. Yes, have a happily actually, ever. we do. Surprisingly, <laughs> um, not from Miss Sophia. No, her brother though. Her brother does yeah. find a wife, mm-hmm. and then he's finally away from his evil sister. Yeah, who's like mumbling about like crazy like animals, mm-hmm. and then you know the Kojo, Kujo, Koja. Got, Kuja, God, we're na- Isn't cha- it whatever. Kujo, his name is just now Kujo. Kujo <laughs> and that's the, what we started with. Kujo and the bluebird are now. I don't even know if it's a bluebird. I don't either, but you know what? I love bluebirds. So <laughs> I want to say in my brain it was like some sort of mockingbird or something. Well, but um, you know, whatever. It's a bird. It's a it's a bluebird. It is. I love bluebirds. Um. <laughs> So, so <laughs> we everybody, are experts exactly. on the subject. We are. Look out for your invitation for Cujo's <laughs> and the Bluebirds invitation. We will all be expecting the that. The person was like Lula. I know oh, that yeah. much. Oh, Lula, yeah. Lula. Lala. Lala. <laughs> it's Something just with an L. coming off the tracks. Lu- <laughs> yep, we've derailed. <laughs> we have um, just... Yeah, we have derailed. 
so well that has been lovely okay well i think we should probably stop before we completely just like i mean so oh, it's yeah. that very special time for Grisha Cast News. Wasn't that my softest? <laughs> wow. I was trying to be very kind and soft. Anyways, All right. It's that very special time for our Grisha Cast News. <laughs> So let's make sure and say hello to, let's go to our Grisha in the field, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi. Hello. Hey. It's so good to be back. Uh, we are so excited you are back. It's been a minute. It has been. Okay. Well, give us all the tea that's up in that field. All right. We got a bunch because we had a break and it all came out in like one week. So we have pictures of the Vasily actor, possibly, it's not confirmed, but his name is Edward Davis. He was spotted in a photo with the rest of the cast eating lunch or dinner. And um, there was some screenshot of a casting website saying that he is Vasily, but nothing on IMDb, nothing on any official pages. Because we got a new Vasily. Yes, we did not have a Vasily last season. So it's so there's two. So um, am I right in saying that we've got one actor that would be playing? Wait, no, no, I just confused myself. Let me not. Vasily's Nikolai's brother. I just realized that. Yeah, there mm-hmm. was a there, Vas- you go. there was a Vasily in the first season, but he just stood there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's exactly. not okay. So it's a different Vasily, different mm-hmm. actor. Okay, wow. Well, that's we good. also have a recast. Okay. Nadia was recasted. There's no reasoning why, but originally it was Gabrielle Brooks, and the new one is Joanna McGibbon. Weird. It was on IMDb. We're not sure why she was recast. No one said anything, but there are people that are very upset about it because it is a lighter actor. Oh. That replaced mm-hmm. Nadia? Wow. Mm-hmm. And they actually, like, in the first season, Nadia had a pretty decent role. I mean... Oh, absolutely. So that's a big deal that they, like, actually switched actors. And to Mm -hmm. someone that is lighter? Wow. Mm. I'm thinking it may be a contract dispute because they may not have realized that they really needed her for the next few seasons. But who knows? Hmm. Yeah. Scandalous. Yeah. I could have told We also have two more cast announcements, though. They are uh, minor characters, like more background characters. We have Cameron Hood as a gambler and Janet Kuma as Kimi or Kime. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but that was according to IMDb. Interesting. Do we know that character? Mm -hmm. No, they're just like background characters. Okay. Yeah, but big enough for like to have a have name. a name, <laughs> Kimmy. Like, mm-hmm. interesting. I wonder. It might be similar to Poppy, where she has a few lines, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or I'm, 
I guess, like, um, what was in the very beginning of Six of Crows? Who is that little soldier guy that we... Juiced. Yes. <laughs> Everyone loves Juice. I just the hope... The Discord has a whole role for Juice. Oh. <laughs> I hope we get a Juiced. I hope so. I would love it. I know. <laughs> it would be incredible. So, well, that's a lot of, like, there's a lot more casting going on. You, mm-hmm. Are they almost done filming? Do we know? I'm pretty sure they are. Last time I checked, they're about halfway done. Wow. That is so exciting because the pictures keep on coming across like Ben Barnes's Instagram and like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I mean, all I see. And they're all posting that they're hanging out and everything. It's so fun to see. I know. I got the memory on my Facebook feed about when it came when the show came out a year ago mm-hmm. oh my gosh you're right coming up yeah that is right April 23rd mm-hmm. wow i know it's already been a year that's crazy mm-hmm. it has oh my gosh i hope that since covid has gotten like calmed down a little bit like i mean like we have a little bit more of a wrap of like you know trying to contain it more that maybe it won't take as long to film and put this all together Hopes. I hope so. Yeah, because we had a delay last year. So, yeah. Fingers crossed. That was yeah. the longest delay. <laughs> we do have some non verse related news. Though. All right. For Ninth House, Lee had her title reveal and the cover reveal on the Today Show. The title is Hellbent and the cover has an albino rabbit. I'm so excited. I am. I um I didn't see the interview, but I did see the cover and mm-hmm. I oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That is yes. going to be such an incredible book. And there is a little bit of controversy around the cover though. Really? There are people that are upset that they used an albino rabbit because albinism is usually a villainized aspect. But as we know, Lee, she loves aesthetics. We see with the Darkling and Alina that they are polar opposite. So I'm assuming she's doing that with these books. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Well, yeah, because the um, ninth house has a snake on it, right? And it's like mm-hmm. all black. A very melanized snake. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, oh, I think it's going to all make sense and really cool. Has... Do we know that this actually is like a duology and this is the end of the story? Do we know anything about that or do we? I think she wants to add on more, but I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. Yeah. I was just wondering. I didn't know if we knew that yet. But I'm excited. Amazon supposedly is making that show, which they bought the rights to a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've been working on it. Oh, well. That's going to be really cool. I see cool. Lee posting updates. Do you really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, don't worry, Grisha casters. We're going to be covering Ninth House as well, and we are so excited. So it'll be it's fun. It's coming up. It is. <laughs> well, Alex, you had so much news. Is there still more news? That is all I have this time, but we had a bunch yeah, <laughs> I would say definitely we had a lot considering that we haven't had much for a while, but that always tends to happen. So 
you know, we're just so happy to see you. Yes. Yes. I've missed you guys. Uh, We missed you. Well, we will see you next time next week, and maybe we'll have more news. And you know what? If we don't even have news, come on. Let's just hang out. (laughs) Sounds like a plan to me. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Well, that was, we actually had news. <laughs> that was awesome. I love it. And I miss Alex. So, yes. It was so good to see them. That was fantastic. Yes. So. What are we doing? So next week, by the way, take a little break. Okay. Because we got a special interview coming for you. A very special episode. Yes. We are going to be interviewing Aaron Stein, who is one of Lee Bardugo's editors. Yay. Yes, that is correct. It is awesome it's a huge moment we are very excited so if you have any questions please do not hesitate to message them to us and yeah we can ask Erin a lot Erin knows quite a bit she info is, at greasycast.com yeah she knows <laughs> she's the editor for lee and it's incredible some of the conversations we've had just getting to know her and what this interview is going to be about she knows a lot so um, even down to like a lot of the graphics and things. So anyways, if you guys have any questions, send them our way. We can do Fear and Mary Kills, any of those games. It'll be fun. So, okay. Well, we love you all. It's been fantastic. And we'll see you next week. Long live the Grishaverse. Like we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at GrishaCast. A very special thank you to our staff, Chris, Alex, Michelle, Sid, and Chloe. 